Hello and welcome to the Farming Banker Podcast. My name is Jeremy Dutch. I am the Farming Banker. Uh, Real quick, just to get a few things out of the way, um, the views expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the Farming Banker. Uh, I am a commercial lender that specializes in agriculture and commercial real estate uh, for German American State Bank, which is why I, I like to just say that little tagline there that the views are just the farming banker. Um, I have been busy just trying to get, I, I got a lot of new deals going on here on the on the banking side of what I do, um, and then we're getting ready for harvest. So I planned on putting this podcast out a lot earlier. I just have I've gotten busy with life um, in in the time frame that we're in here. So the uh, thing I want to talk about today, <clears throat> and this is a it's a, this is a concept I think that um, you know I think it's really good to kind of frame your mind around is 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 you prioritize if you're a business owner whether that means you're a farmer whether that means you're in commercial real estate, uh, manufacturing, you know, whatever the case is. Um, but my father, for quite a while now, has been talking about this concept, and, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it is. And he says, never turn down a job that, that pays you 100 bucks an hour. So, I, you know, I guess the, the goal or the focus of this podcast is going to be the 100 bucks an hour podcast. And so we were we were doing a project the other day that made me think of this, and it made me just reflect on you know my dad and some of his tenacity and no fear and and what this has really meant for our farm and 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 you know a couple examples here and so you know a couple of podcasts back I talked about my grandfather and some of the things that he built, but uh, you know my dad really really saved us um, at one point from you know some really tough times on the farm and. And, you know, even though when he did it back then, I don't think that it was one of those, um, you know, he, he didn't have the $100 an hour concept um, forefront. But I think throughout his, you know, working career and in, in, in what he's done managing this farm, it, it's kind of framed it to the forefront of his brain where he could he could wrap a, a tagline around it. And so, you know, this, this $100 an hour concept is, is him and I, you know, have gotten to be... Uh, closer and more, you know, business partner like on the farm. You know, we, we talk about this a lot and I've been trying to teach it to my kids too, as he's taught it to me. And it, you know, the big thing about it really is, is that, you know, never turn down a job that pays or saves you a hundred bucks an hour. And, you know, that's something that, you know, at face value, you know, I think everybody kind of goes, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's a no brainer. But, you know, as you're a business owner and you really sit down and you think about all the things that you do in your day, do you really think of it in that aspect? And, and I think that if you start looking at a few things and prioritizing a few things that way, um, does it change what you spend your time on? Does it change business decisions that, you know, potentially you would go into? And, and you know, I think that's you know somewhat a... Uh, a real rhetorical question because my you know quick answer is yes um, it, it, because you know as a business owner you get you get distracted by so many different things throughout the day um, and, and it's hard to prioritize it's hard to prioritize as you know things uh, change too you may have a plan you know for for our example on our farm we may have a plan um, that morning of how we think a, you know a harvest or a planting season would go or uh, uh, the, the actual day not the season but the actual day might go and by the end of the day it was completely different and so you know sometimes you're forced into that and I get that um, 
But I think that this concept of 100 bucks an hour uh, is really something that, that really warrants a lot of thought. And so I'm just going to give you a quick example before I leave you here. This is going to be a real quick podcast today, but um, just wanting to kind of bring it all together. And so here's an example I have. We have a, a John Deere uh, 512 Ripper. Um, it's a seven shank on 30 inch centers, uh, front disc gang, back disc gang um, in front of the knives there. And, and at one point, we, we, we had, had saw a few farmers that had this ripper, and we, we really liked the job it was doing. Um, so we went out and got this thing. And it just has not, for whatever reason, lived up to our expectations. And so last year, at the end of the year, um, yeah, I, was pretty, I was pretty irritated with this ripper. Um, and it may have been a mixture of a couple of things. If anybody remembers last fall, it was a... Uh, it was a warmer, wet fall, um, so you know we had to wait till the, the ground froze a little bit. So there was a lot of ripping hours that I had at 4.30 in the morning of the tractor at 10 o'clock, 11, 12 o'clock at night because that's when the, uh, the I could actually pull the machine through it. So maybe that was part of it, but but the, the issue that I have with this ripper is the fact that uh, I just don't get a lot of residue breakup. Um, I don't get a lot of soil coverage um, with soil to, to stalk contact. And, and I've gone through a bunch of different ways to, to, you know, kind of adjust this thing. And I just really didn't didn't like it. And so I've, I've talked to a couple people, you know, in the, being an ag lender, you talk to a couple other farmers, um, you know, that, that, you know, trust me to do their banking, that type of thing. And, and <clears throat> a lot of them had recommended this Case 870 or Case 875 Ripper, which I think might be a I don't know if it's a Dominator under the Dominator brand or what it is, but I know that it's a, a well sought after ripper. A lot of guys like it. And so at the end of the year, uh, last year, I was sitting here going, I, I really want to trade this ripper. Um, you know, let's move this thing uh, and, and get into one of these Case 870 or Case 875. I think the 875 might be a little bit newer and got some enhancements to the mainframe, that type of thing. So I started searching out here, and this in, in these case rippers are about fifty grand, and you know, so I, I kind of look at it. And I'm like, man, that's that's kind of a lot for a used ripper. That you know, we go over about half our ground. The other ground we leave, you know, fallow that the bean stubble. So, but I hate this ripper so much. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's the right thing to do. And so my dad and I sat down. And we talked for quite a while, and and I, you know, horsepower rating and such. You know, we. Would, I don't know if we'd have to put a tune on the tractor that we have or move the tractor. So we came up with a, I mean, we're looking at a bunch of different concepts to, to make this ripper work, or is it the ripper we want? Is it a strip till machine, you know, that we want? And, you know, so you're, you're, we're moving a bunch of machinery, kind of wrapping our head around this in the off season. And then finally, <clears throat> my dad says, he goes, well, Jerry he goes, why don't we just throw a drag on this ripper and um, do a couple other things to it to see if, uh, you know, between the drag and, and you know we can we can raise these knives up a little bit maybe we can get the uh, um, the disc gangs to, to actually dig in a little bit farther um, without having to go too deep on the ripper and then we've got the drag for a little bit help you know a little more help on the uh, you know um, leveling and, and you know uh, soil to stock contact and so you know I, I jumped on board and I said sure well we came to putting this ripper on or this drag on this ripper and my you know my boys were helping us it was uh, early saturday morning um you know they were kind of out late with their friends doing some stuff and you know a little sluggish and so here came my time to be able to tell them about the 100 bucks an hour concept 
And so I'm just going to go through what I told them and and this frames up this hundred dollars an hour concept and hopefully it, you guys grasp it. So, you know, we, we spent four hours putting this drag on and, you know, it's not a real uh, type of project that you're super enthused about. You know, it's a, kind of a tedious project, but, you know, somebody's got to do it. And we, we wanted to do it. We didn't want somebody else to do it. And so we, we saved a little bit on the install. And then, you know, I kind of broke it down to my boys in two different ways. And so, you know, I, I, I was thinking that I could get about fifteen for my 15000 for my Ripper. And I was going to be spending about, you know, fifty for this 870, this case 870. And so by putting the drag on, I, I look at this and I say, you know, in this four hours that we put the drag on, I saved, you know, almost $30,000 if I like it. Okay. Now that, that's the big key if I like it, but I saved myself 35,000 bucks this year and, and I'm willing to give it another shot, adjust a few things. And so we adjust the knives up, we put the, the, everything on. And so that was a four hour project. So if I take that $35,000 divided by four hours, that was an $8,750 an hour project right there. And so in my mind, that's kind of a no brainer. And when you look at that and you say, you know, when I broke this down to my boys and I said, this is why projects and things like this are so important in, in that we need full attention is because this is an $8,750 an hour project. And their, their eyes got real big and they, you know, kind of like, you know, that's a lot of money. And I'm, I'm like, it is a lot of money. So, you know, when we look at this example, I, I look at this and I say, you know, I was prepared to, to move something, spend $35,000 uh, $35, to do so. However, this drag and the adjustment on those knives might be the ticket. And so it saves me over a hundred bucks an hour. So I'm going to do it. And so we did. Now I'm going to do a podcast maybe uh, that, that's a follow-up, whether or not we liked it um, and where we go from here. Um, but that's, that's just, you know, a little bit of an example of, of this hundred dollars an hour concept, um, in, in how we look at things. And, and I'm going to, you know, take it a little bit farther and say, you know, if I, if I hate this, let's just say I hate this ripper. And even if I can only get, you know, a thousand dollars more for it, because I put that drag on it, you know, a thousand dollars divided by four, that's still $250 an hour. Uh, project to to put that drag on. And now I know a couple of you are going to say, well, you know, you're not figuring the cost of the drag, and I'm not, but I am going to get this machine used for one year. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking at it, you know, the 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 $5,000 you spent on the drag um, is still better than the 35 that I was looking at. And if it, you know, the, the work on the labor on that, putting that together, if that gives me $1,000 more than just the labor itself was a $250 an hour project. So that's the concept behind the the, the hundred dollars an hour. Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit more on the um, on the saving side. You know, we we look at that as also on the on the um, you know uh, concept of of taking on a new job and, and work and things of that sort. And so, you know, that's whether we do custom spraying, custom you know whatever the case is. You know, we 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 certainly try to hit that benchmark of you know we don't turn down jobs that pay a hundred bucks an hour, and we don't turn down jobs that save us. 100 bucks an hour. So that's just a little bit of a, a, a Lenny Dutch thing that he's passed on to me that I'm going to pass on to my my kids and hopefully on to my listeners here. And maybe it helps you uh, at least manage, you know, some aspect of, of being a business owner. Um, and hopefully we add value through this podcast for you. So before I close, I just want to tell you, um, 
you know, I, I, I've been I've been really working on this Farming Banker brand. I have a website now. It's called uh, uh, FarmingBanker.com. If you go there, there's links to uh, the um, my my day job, which is at uh, German American State Bank. Uh, you'll see a, a link to that website if you want to learn more about us. Uh, we're a small local uh, bank in this area that that can lend up to you know fifteen twenty million dollars. So there, there's a good link for that uh, to go. You know, good link for you to go there and, and get some information about um, my employer. There's a, a link to this podcast, and then there's also a link to Dutch Farms. So if you'd like to know a little bit more about us on the on the farming side, so that's all at thefarmingbanker.com. Uh, there's links to get a hold of me. There's uh, links to email me. My email address is jeremy at farmingbanker.com. And please like us on Facebook. Um, go check us out. We are, um, you know, on Facebook, the Farming Banker. So uh, in closing, just wanted to say, um, like I said, you know, I'll do a little follow up here on this uh this podcast, see how I like the Ripper and that type of thing. Um, but please go to Facebook, like us, send me an email. You want to be on the podcast, share some funny farm stories, email me at jeremy at farmingbanker.com. Thanks and have a great day.